All this alias on Halfling's firings here in the city. Brutus, quiet ones, guys. What are we calling you? You can just call me the Harpy. Then you do not notice whoever approached the bar from the side and set off the explosives. I go back to the, <laughs> the busker and I'm like, the, the short kid that you were talking about, which way did the kid go? Kid? Mad Hermosa has done me no wrong in her life and I have no issues with you. Before you disappear, I need to ask you about your friends. For the halflings using their money to bought some things through Mad Hermosa. It was a feeds of force and a staff. Welcome back to Maridin D. I'm Preeti, the player of the game. And I'm Bryce, the DM. I believe we left you with a bit of a twist. Yes. Uh, Gaius and Brutus um, were the ones who actually fenced the magic items that was used in the raid of the... Castle of Ganache, yes. Castle of Ganache. Do you know Ganache is a chocolate? I am aware. And you are screaming internally to yourself in the middle of this conversation when we pick back up. Yep. I'm just like, no. But yes. So close. And in addition to that, you have a couple, you have a decision to make based on whether or not you chase up Inez and Garcon from Mad Hermosas, whether or not you wait out the night and try to run into Mr. Raymond Coombs. I'm still going to meet with Inez and Garcon, just mainly because Mad Hermosa has nothing to lose. She's Yes, she fenced the items, but we know Mad Hermosa does shit like this all the time, you know? Like, the city guard knows Mad Hermosa fences shit, or she does illegal shit, and, you know, she just owns part of the area, and she owns a couple of senate seats. Mm-hmm. So, she has no reason to get rid of Gaius and Brutus. Theoretically. Theoretically. That's that's my um that's what I'm going with. So I want to know as much as I can about the person who well, I need to know who threw it in just so that we know what to expect when we go there. Okay. Then Gaius will ask Well, do you want me to come with you to meet them? I'm sure Brutus would want to go as well. Isn't he drunk enough that he's falling asleep soon? Like he he's practically had like six bottles of wine on his own. Yeah, he's done more. <laughs> well, maybe he'll elicit more sympathy, but you can only carry him for an hour. So in an hour, like you know, in case we have to make a run for it, and you've already wasted the bloody spell slot, so I don't think that's going to be very useful. I think he should stay in till we get to know because he's our only link and. Roll me an insight. 18. Whether or not you should bring them is kind of depends how useful you think they are. If they are friendly and you think Matramos will be friendly to them, 
then that might benefit you to bring them. However, if you think that she was in any way involved, bringing these two might just cause some sort of fight. I'm only going off my hunch, and so I don't know what's going to happen anyway. So I tell him, no, no, um, you stay with Brutus. I will go meet them and see if I can figure anything out. Okay, well, we'll try and get some rest. All right, sounds good. You get some rest. Okay. Wait, Yoram, do you have any... Uh, um, what kind of magic does that? It just creates a hole and eats someone's leg. Like, that's that's very powerful magic. Do you know, since you're a magic guy... That's a perfectly middling arcana roll. And he says, I'm honestly not sure. There's no magic I've heard of. Anything you fenced in that direction, or...? I don't think so. I mean, we fenced a few things we didn't know what they were, but I don't think it was... And he gestures to, like, the pin that you found and stuff like that. Like, nothing looked like that, no. Yeah, that seems extra weird. Like, that seems like not the kind of thing you someone just buys. Definitely not, no. You can... Do you have any, uh... Investigate nature. I'll let you try and investigate, sure. 17 on the dice. Okay, so... I mean, sorry, 17 total. Yeah. So, one of the things that kind of stands out about that is that that means it was mechanical. Like, a bead of force, you just kind of throw and it activates. There's no, like, switches and stuff like that. Most magic items often work that sort of way. And, you know, you're not the biggest expert on these things, but a removable pin, it feels a little bit more like a trap in the sort of ways you'd set one off or set one up than it does feel like a magical item. So what are you saying? It sort of feels more like something my gnome friend would make rather than a spell. On a 17, especially because, you know, arcana isn't really your thing, but that's kind of what your thieves sense is telling you. That it feels more akin to your trap tools than it feels like to your the various magical things you've run into. But it still triggered a... What do you call it? A, not a wormhole. What is that? A little black hole? Yeah. Yeah. Which is magical in nature. Theoretically. Unless we're dealing with um, time lords. Hmm. <laughs> All right, so I I just, yeah, the plan is to go meet them. I'll wait the hour, maybe get a short rest. Sure, you can do that. Do you have anything to gain from a short rest? No. (laughs) Well, that's okay then. Because you already spent some time getting here and talking, and I might have reconsidered giving it to you at all. But So it doesn't matter anyway. You have nothing to gain from it. Then you head back at the appointed time. You go in, hood up, trying to look a little suspicious, you know, draw the attention of uh, Mad Hermosa's people, and the bartender messages or motions you over. They'll meet. They can do it here. All right. When? Well, they can do it here because they're already here. I did see them. So, yeah, sounds good. The same spot they were sitting at downstairs? He gives you a very strange sort of rock eyebrow. Yeah, I go downstairs and I know where they're sitting because I was, and I'm like, Ines, Carson, nice to meet you too. 
Garcon motions you to sit down, like, We heard you're asking about us. Yes, mainly because you have information that I need. I mean, like, I'm sure lots of people come and tell you that you, you know, you work with Mad Hermosa. It'll depend on the price and the information. And most importantly, who are you? Well, um, I'm just someone. I'm just a person, like a concerned friend for Brutus, who was very hurt tonight. Ah. And you, your, your little boy there saw the whole thing, and he told you what he saw. And um, if I'm supposed to help Brutus somehow, I'd like to know exactly what happened. And what is this worth to you? Well, the thing is, it's not what it's worth to me. It's sort of what it's worth to you, because if they're trying to get rid of Brutus, you know, it's worth knowing because they know the next people to get rid of for the job done would be someone in this table, at this table. So I feel like if I came back and told you exactly who was trying to do what, um, it'd be a great way to protect yourself as well. He thinks on this, but he also kind of stares you down and just kind of looks to Inez for a moment. And they're talking in some sort of... Modified thieves camp. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing that you actually understand, though. And he looks back to you like we don't take well the threats i'm not the one and we are not afraid of whatever's going to come down from this so again who are you and what's it matter to you i'm brutus's friend i want to know what's happened and i want to to be able to protect him from whatever did that and considering he thinks of you as his friends as well I'm hoping we can come to an agreement here. Look, we deal in information. We deal in things. And occasionally, just occasionally, money. Now, unless you have something interesting, there's no trade to be had here. Do you want to know what they did with, with the trinkets that Brutus and guys got? As he starts to answer, you can give me an insight, though. I'm using an inspiration. (sighs) Ten. (laughs) He says, no, not aware. It's not important to us. Why don't you tell us? We'll tell you why it would uh, tell you why this information would be useful to you. No, just tell us. We'll consider its value and pay it back in kind. If it's new to us. Shit. That inside roll would have come in super handy right now. (laughs) Uh, I tell him, look, I don't think we're going to come to an agreement tonight. I was hoping the information that I had would influence Mad Hermosa's seats at the the table at the Castle of Ganesh. But obviously... We're we're not in agreement, and you don't want my information. He kind of looks to Inez, who motions to him again. It's like, it's for you to put up or shut up. You're on our turf. You asked for this meeting. You pay first. 
I tell her, um, I'm going to tell him the attack on the castle of Ganache was used with the magical items. The elves were sent by the halflings to retrieve something. I, I think he... you want to perform. Sure, why not? I was going to ask for some sort of charisma. Perform works as well as anything. Fourteen. He kind of thinks on this, like, not all of that information is new to us. All right. I'll let you in on what our role in this is. I should suffice to say, some of the members that vote with Mad Hermosa were there that night. And Mad Hermosa does not share her hostages. <laughs> I've noted, um, uh, Enrica literally starts giggling. Like, I like that. and when we found out we had some role in that we decided to do something about it it wasn't us but we passed information on to a third party to kill Brutus? not my responsibility to know what they would do like what information did you pass on? that there was this transaction done through them who to look for in order to kill Brutus? it's not my responsibility to know what they did with that information only that they were there and that they were responsible. Okay, so control Z, like you know, let's 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 leave the ether where the ether is. What did your boy see? Do you have anything else to offer? I can tell you exactly what was in the little box that the halflings wanted. This whole halfling side is strange. Can't say we know much about it. But you know why they were attacking Ganache. I know what they wanted from attacking Ganache. And it's something that's going to influence what Mad Hermo- how Mad Hermosa runs her city from now on. I have the opportunity to set her up. I'm listening. Why don't you go first this time? Give me a persuade. Persuade. 17. He looks over to Inez, who kind of, they go back and forth a bit. All right, I'm intrigued enough. We wanted to know what our third party would do, too. So we sent some somebody to watch. Because we expected something to happen. And we want to know. We won't be blindsided by these people again like we were with Ganache. So what did he see? I have a description of the one who did it and got away. But I think it's your turn. So there was about four... Um, I try to show with my hands, like, that's, like, around that big, um, and that big gold bars. And then there was a report about the Valuan colonies coming under control of the Home Guard. You know. He nods at this. That is interesting. We can do a lot with that. You must value him pretty highly to trade something like that for a dock worker's life. He's a good man. And they took his legs, and I intend on taking the legs of the person who hurt him. Our boy did see somebody coming up, running away. They were small. About three foot or so. Three foot five. It was not a large contraption. He didn't think it was magic. He assumed female, dark-haired, 
not a child at treatment? Could be someone who's 10, 15, 14 years old? No. Of that we are certain. Alright, and who did you tell your information to? Who's who's your third party? Somebody about fitting those descriptions. Can I know her name? Her address? Her telephone number? Date of birth? We didn't catch a name. However, we can tell you who put her in touch with us. Who's that? He recommends to you, and he kind of writes out a name and address to a dwarf who's living up in Thorn. The and your the dwarf the dwarf is just an independent contractor, or what? Something like that. So basically, you're saying it was you. I mean, technically not you, because you were sitting here. Uh, drinking beer or whatever, but it's your fault that Brutus is hurt because you decided to cut him off. That's a bit of a jump. I mean, you're the one who told the other guy, who told the girl, who decided she was going to drop a bomb inside the, the thing, so... He shrugs. You instigated Brutus, whatever happened. In the grand scheme of things, Mad Hermosa instigated this. And he kind of like leans in over the table. So what? No, I'm just I'm just reiterating information that I've heard. Like, I you gave me information. I'm clarifying, and we have clarified like butter. He motions over to some big guys. Like, we're done here. I'm gonna get a beer. I'll see you around, Garson. Bye, Ines. She waves. And I go up. And I go get a beer. Okay. So, Raymond is not the issue. The Mad Hermosa is, because this these guys gave the information away to the person who finally ended up doing the attack. I, I fail to see how a halfling-sized person throwing a bomb through the window somehow means, oh, definitely not Raymond. Yes, these people... Sold the information to someone. Uh-huh. Knowing that this someone wanted the information for a reason. Raymond knows where these guys are. Raymond knows where we can find them. Raymond knows where he can give them jobs. Why does he need to go through this route to get to them? Give me an insight at advantage. 19 plus 6. Because he's a tricky bastard and he worked through the cats to give the elves what they wanted. Why would he do any sort of dirty work directly himself. Of course he'd work through extra proxies to do this stuff. I guess that makes sense. I go back. I um, stop along the way and I'm like, I should send that guy a gift basket so he's not mad at me. <sighs> and then I, d- I go back to the thing, I get myself into the root cellar and I take mm-hmm. a long rest with the rest of the guys. Alright, then you do so. You can have a nice snack from all the various things that are down there. And you get your long rest in. And everybody wakes up a little bit later, kind of into the uh, early afternoon, not afternoon, but, you know, after normal sleeping time. I say, yep, so Garson 
Inez and incidentally Mad Hermosa are mad at you guys because of what happened after they sold you or they fenced the things for you. So they gave your details to the third person whose details I have here. And all right. We'll get him. Well, and then they say that this guy has another guy who actually did the thing. And so we still don't know. And I'm going to say this in front of Brutus because I don't like keeping secrets from the team. Mm-hmm. I did air quotes around the team because they're not my <laughs> team, but they're currently my team. And I say, this still doesn't rule out Raymond because that's the kind of guy Raymond is. And so I say, and I'm, I'm, I want to get Brutus in on this, that he's maybe like, you know, so basically tell him, okay, these people are not your friends, but also Raymond could still be trying to kill you and sort of see, is he connecting one and one in his head a little bit? Yeah, as you're describing this, he seems a little, he is less insightful than Gaius. Gaius had kind of pieced together, you know, the jobs to this attack and Brutus hadn't quite yet. But as it's described, like, oh, Oh yeah, that that makes some sense. I, we got ourselves in too deep here, right, guys? You're part of a cell. I know about guys. I I didn't run stuff like this. You know, guerrilla hit and run missions, things like that. Guys just kind of stays a little quiet. And then I look at Brutus and I'm like, wait. Hey. We gotta keep you safe. I don't know who's trying to kill you anymore. Let's go with uh, everyone? Yeah, so I'd like to keep you in here where the chef isn't trying to kill you and he's giving you nice fish. I mean, if you think so. You you scored a nat 20 on Persuade and this guy earlier, so he's not going to put up a fight today. I, I look to, like, you know, I don't want to be the person who keeps saying no, so I look to guys and I say, what do you think, guys? We are a little recognizable. If we are the targets, then you're not going to be particularly sneaky or be able to maybe coax information out of people. Yeah, so let's go. Um, Guys and I, we're going to go pay a visit to our friend and then probably pay a visit to another friend, hopefully. So yeah, let's go do that. Okay. And we go up to, what did you call this place? Porkland? No. Thorn. It's up near where the Tor used to be. Huh. Have you ever heard stories of the Tor? A little? Yeah. Yeah, it was happened way before I was born, but apparently it was like a crazy place. Riveting. <laughs> so, you want to chase down this dwarf, yeah? Yeah, and sneaky. Okay. Other than the tuk-tuk that'll take us there. Alright, you head up that direction, get the tuk-tuk all the way up there, and arrive roughly at the address given. It seems to be in one of these back alley taverns. It doesn't even really have a name on it, it just kind of has a sign for a sign for beer. And there's, immediately there's Thieves Cant kind of all over this place, marking it as pretty dangerous, and just your passive perception and insight show that there's, you know, a handful of ripped-looking sort of like buskers and beggars that are kind of watching this area. 
is it an under any specific gang or anything or local gang can't get into too much trouble in here guys looks like he nods so what do you think we could go play nice with him offer him you know what we could do he how how are how are you at lying people can usually see it on my face I'm not very good at it either. It can help you get in. It can help you interrogate. All right, let's do that. But I mean, I, when I say that, you're kind of on your own. I can, I can help you get there, but not by being with you. All right, sounds good. Then he will give you. Enhanced what's the one ability. for charisma? Cat's grace. <laughs> No, that's definitely the Dex one. Yeah, Cat's Grace is Dex. Eagle Splendor. Eagle Splendor. He casts Eagle Splendor on you, so for the next hour you have advantage in all charisma checks. And he also throws his cleric ability to give you advantage on stealth. Nice. Pretty good at giving people things I can't do anyway. I'm sure I could teach you a couple and I, uh, should I, so by giving me Cat's Grace, you're basically saying sneak into the place, right? That is what he suggested as a plan, yes. Alright, sneaky, sneaky time. Okay. Then why don't you first give me a perception, kind of scope this place out? That was almost a nat 20, but now it's just a 16. Uh, there's a couple doors, they'll be hard to sneak into. You suspect a place like this might have underground accesses, but without knowing where they come up, it would be a bit of a crapshoot to figure it out. The way you are most likely to be unnoticed is the chimney. It is big enough for you, however, it's going to kind of suck. There seems to be smoke and fire coming through it. Sounds fun. All right, you want to try that? Yeah. Then give me a stealth to fly up there. And... 20, not that. Alright, we'll give them a chance to beat that. Nobody's really watching the skies too carefully as you kind of fly up and sneakily hop over to this, and you are at the chimney going down. And given that there's enough sort of like noise from the fire, you won't have to make a stealth roll through here. Just acrobatics? Sure, why not? This is our task here, so they'll come in more just uh, acrobatics is an 18. Okay. You go sliding down. It's hot. It hurts your hands. It just sucks in general. And you kind of have to go directly through some of the flames. Ugh. So you're going to take some damage. That is too many D6s. You take nine fire damage. Okay, that's not the worst. And you can... So because of the smoke, you couldn't really see what was going to happen in this room. I probably should have saved the damage roll before asking this, but how are you exiting the fire? Like, your instinct would be to just go quickly, but that means you're kind of jumping out and there won't be too much stealth on the end. If you want to crawl out a little more, more carefully, I'll I'll probably give you a constitution save to see if you take more damage. Can I do a perception to see who's on the other side? Every sort of like extra few seconds in here is a con save against fire. So 
you can do so and try and peek through, but you're kind of peeking through the smoke and you'll have disadvantage on it. I still have pretty good perception. I'll do one of those. Okay. Just to see who's on the other side. Almost a nat 20, but another 16. <laughs> uh, give me a con save. Uh, you take two fire damage as you just kind of very carefully through the flames peek out. You see a dwarf uh, who meets the description you were given and he is just talking to one other guy. It looks like one of these bodyguard characters. But you don't see many other patrons this early in the morning. You've missed the breakfast rush and before lunch. I'm also covered in suit, which is the closest I'm getting to this guy's self. <laughs> this is true. I hop out and... Wait, out of character. Should I try to sneak attack the bodyguard or something? Your call entirely. But, well, what would you do? Your sort of insight on this is that it's pretty heavily guarded. This is a guy who, you know, while it looks like a tavern, this seems to be his place. You so, can't imagine he'll respond too well to a lot of things. Okay, and we have charisma for now, so that's what we're going to do. I pop out as softly and sneakily as possible as a person exiting a flaming, uh, as a harpy exiting a flaming chimney <laughs> can. Okay, then give me your stealth. Add advantage, I suppose. 26. There's a chance that they can roll that. Not quite. Then you drop out and quickly head into the shadows using your newfound... Double stealth. Double stealth and black suit covered body. Basically like one of the Dalmatians or something. And, you know, a log moves and by the time they kind of look over at the fire... It looks a little disturbed, but it just kind of looks like it collapsed in on itself a little bit, and you're in one of the dark corners, successfully hidden for the moment. What are they talking about? They're talking about business. Are they speaking common? They are speaking common, yeah. Okay, good, because I was just going to say I don't speak Borben. <laughs> well, the whole point was to come talk to him. <laughs> well, I mean... You can just talk and be nice, or you can talk with a dagger at his throat. You have advantage on both sorts of charisma right now. Also, I'm like demonic suddenly popping up in the room covered in black suit. Yeah, this method of ingress does not lend itself to a quick hello and a handshake. Yep, so yeah, I'm gonna go put a knife at it, a dagger at his throat. Advantage on stealth to move towards him. You have to move through some open areas. It would be very, very difficult. Unless I misty step. Okay. The second issue is that that would necessitate grapple. And that means your strength. Okay, no. And uh, okay. Because you still have to hold him there. And if he can break free, then then it's a little ineffective. And game over, because I'm not taking on two, pe- two to three people on my own when they're doing a thing. Um, I'm just going to intimidatingly say... I'd like an audience with you. Is that a bad idea? No, let's go for it. Uh, I hate hate when you make those faces at me. 17. (laughs) 
They are going to roll a sort of perception. If they still don't see you, I'll give them advantage on this. So if they still don't see you, this is more intimidating than even the 17 would suggest. Wait, so what was my stealth? 26. Yeah. They hit a nat 20. So they look around quickly and see a soot-covered harpy who's probably just come down the chimney and is looking a little bit burned. What? No, I look scary because I'm on the other side of the room near to some... Some shadows. I'm enveloped in shadows and scary. (laughs) And barely Uh, able to see, even with a nat 20. And the dwarf is like, What the fuck are you doing here? Well, as I said, I came to have a chat. Thornberry. You didn't give him a name. This is true. (laughs) Uh, Let me give him a name. (laughs) Can Can it not be Thornberry? It... Does not have to be Thornberry, no. I c- no, can it be Thornberry? No, it's not. Hardoof. Hardoof Ben Oz. So, I you want to try that again? What did I say? What was the thing? I said I came to talk to you, Hardoof. He pulls out a sword, and the bodyguard pulls out another sword. And they're like, no, no, let's start with you. Well, you could kill me if you had to, but... I've got friends on the other side who are very keen on talking to you one way or another and hate for someone else to deal with you right now. Give me an intimidate. 18. So he kind of looks at you suspiciously and the the guard goes like pale white and you can see that like he interpreted this as, you know, ghosts. <laughs> and he just starts backing off. And Haradoof is like, you've paused him for a second there. He doesn't assume the same thing, but you freaked out the guard. <laughs> well, who else has the ability to tell me exactly what your name is and where I can find you and what I can find you doing? You might have scared my man, but get to it. I'm not afraid of killing you here. Well, I wish it was only me you'd have to be dealing with. But you've made quite a few enemies, Hardoof. It's my line of business. Yeah, but not when you pay them, isn't it? You want them to be your friend when you pay them. What in the dicks are you going on about? Your friends have sold you out. Mad Hermosa is not very happy with you. And there are people wondering where you get all your fancy toys. I have no idea what you're talking about. You, you, have-, you have a second before they go into initiative. This is getting silly. Okay. Wait, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you're doing. Well, I'm blaming him for a halfling friend having magical toys and Mad Hermosa having sold him out. Because I know where to find him. And whether he know, thinks I'm with Mad Hermosa or with someone else, it's just it's to stop him from going into initiative because he doesn't know who sent me. But now he's like, who doesn't like me? And why are they out to kill me or whatever? I did not get that at all. You just sound confused. <laughs> you, Your face sounds confused. I tell him this can end one way or another. And we just want to know who your little halfling friend was. The woman has very powerful artifacts and 
she's gotten everyone's attention and everyone knows that you're the only way to get to her. He looks just a touch panicked for a second and starts to run. Now we can go into initiative. Nat 20 plus something. You were up top and then guard and then him. I imagine this very much sort of... Have you ever seen Princess Bride? Yeah. There's this scene where you know Inigo Montoya finally meets the six-fingered man, and they're kind of settling and right after about to start a duel, and he says like this big impactful line, and then the guy just runs. <laughs> kind of like that. You're having this intense stare down. He's just off. I'm going to use my action dash, bonus action dash, to follow him. I mean, he's only just started running. He's still in the building. He hasn't gotten far. Well, where, which direction is he going? So you're in a building. You kind of had this tense moment. And he's turned and started to move. You're top of initiative. He has not, technically, by the rules, he has gotten zero feet. You just see him starting to run, which is why I have had you roll initiative. He is going to try and escape rather than answer your questions. Can I use bonus? So technically, he has not gone anywhere. Okay, I'm going to use bonus action to hide. And action to okay. fire a dagger at him. 27. You fade into some shadows, kind of like where you're at, and come out in an unexpected direction. Um, 22 to hit. Which one, guard or him? Him. That will be a hit. 15. How does concentration work again? It's half, minimum 10, right? Yeah. That's a nat 1. His disguise self drops, and... You see Mortimer Chemnon. Ah, oh, the asshole. The halfling. And the guard will come over to you and try to make an attack. Can I see it now? Can I see it now? Can I see it now? Yes. I dodge. Okay. Which is fortunate. He scored a nat 20. What? I've gone from 1s to 20s. 11 damage, down half on you. On Mortimer's turn, he starts yelling for help. I said, this again, Mortimer. And I want him to know, and I'm like, Mortimer, you can just tell me what I came here for, and you, and you, I will spare your life. But I am preparing to stab him. Okay, give me an intimidate. Uh, you disengage to get around the guy and go up to him? Yeah. Okay, then give me an intimidate. Also, he's a halfling, isn't he? Yeah, technically. No, you can't. You did it already. That's true. It All happened. Right. Just remind me. You should have re-roll. Yeah, because that's a saving throw. He would have had that. Mm. All right. I need to remember that about my halflings. Then you corner him. He's kind of like fallen to the ground from all this damage he took. He's not the most capable person as far as these things go so he is hurt and even though people are starting to come in you have him like on the ground in front of you knife to him so that's pretty intimidating even on a 13 so he just kind of flops over and kind of looks at you from the ground like well i was expecting to see you sometime but this is a bit of a surprise i'm like should have known you were behind all of this he kind of like and 
Are you going to tell me your little girl's name? Or is that something for me to find out painfully? I don't care what her name is. I never figured to learn my minions' names. He kind of points like, that's just number five. At this random guard who kind of like, oh. <laughs> well, I hope he's distracted enough because I'm going to misty step the fuck out of the way. <laughs> fuck out of dodge and uh, hide. Which, I, mean, I mean, which I... isn't to say that he wasn't going to give you what he had. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so don't jump the gun too much yet. Says, But I'm done with her. You can find a, an admiralty nearabouts. I hope you die of gout, you horrible <laughs> man. And then I missy step the fuck out of that. Okay. You escape as he tries to get every... You look through a window and misty step through. And then hide as an action. Yeah, give me that. Not 20 plus 10. Yeah, they have no idea where you've gone. They can't even beat that. So you get out of there. And I go get my... I'm covered in suit by the time I reach... Uh, Gaius. Gaius. You're both kind of running away as you're brushing yourself off. What'd you find? What do you know about Mordmer Kemnon? Never heard the name. I don't know. Asshole extraordinaire. He's a halfling delegate. We never met anybody too far up the chain. Yeah, well, this is the guy, This is the bird right on top of the fucking food chain. He's given us the girl's name, though. and he, Location, anyway. Location. He's given us a location, and he says, we need to get there right away before he can tell her that he's told us where to find her. Give me a quick int. It can be investigated. You go with that. <sighs> 11. Actually, no, that's a 12. Okay. You describe him briefly, and as you're still running, guys, like, Oh, he's got the the raspy voice? Yeah. That's Raymond. Cool. <laughs> Fine. Raymond wants you dead. You're right. Let's go find this stupid girl and make her talk and get as much information as we can and get you two on fucking boats and out of this country. How's that sound? Couldn't agree more. Okay. Then as you are... You head off towards the address given. Yeah, Admiral. Yeah. Uh, Admiralty is, sorry, I meant Imperial. Imperial. Uh, the district is Imperial near the Admiralty. You head off in that direction. Are you just going with Gaius? I'm like, Gaius, do you have, do you have time? Do you want to know? He nods. Like, Let's go. As you get down that way. You head towards this address. Uh, you can give me an insight. No, I can't give you insights. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. Then you head to the address you were given. Uh, it's a small apartment block. And you know where to go for. I say let's sneak. Continue to sneak. Do I still have his sneaky sneaks? Yes, you still have the sneaks. Although the charisma is probably running out. It takes you quite a This is like... Absolute opposite ends of Lua. Even with the tuk-tuk? Yeah, it takes a little while. Alright. Um, the Lua's a big city and tuk-tuks are still technically on foot. <laughs> yeah, so basically I say, okay, let's li- let I'll sneak around and try to have a chat with her. As in, like, just a chat? I'm not going to murder her, but I need her information so that we can 
figure out what she was told and... If you say so. What do you think? Do you want to go kill her? Well, I think Brutus would go in guns blazing. All right. But you don't... You, you don't have to. You can call whatever you want. Let's go in semi-guns blazing. Uh, you, you go with whatever you want. Um, you can go with your first idea. No. Okay, let's just go guns blazing. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I did, I shouldn't have interfered with your decisions. Okay, I go kick the door down. Give me a strength. Fifteen. <laughs> On a... You kick down the door into this little apartment. Gaius right behind you. And startled looking up at you is Yekaterina, the gnome. Yekaterina? <laughs> and she stands up. Enrica! And she looks at Gaius. Yekaterina? Guys, I need you to take a step outside for a second. And the door barely closes. Give me some sort of charisma, whatever you like. Perform is 11 plus 213. He rolled lower than that. So even though he was ready to go guns blazing, respects that order for a moment. But he doesn't go far. (laughs) I'm like, Katarina, what are you doing? And she can. I would ask the same of you. I'd, I'm not the one throwing bombs into into bars and running away. I am not the one fighting against this country. I am not the one working for halflings. You, Mort literally gave me your phone number. Who is this Mort? Raymond. Who is this Raymond? Who's your guy? I know Dwarf who tells me about halfling spying. <gasps> Hardoof is Mort who's a halfling. No. Why would he sell out his own people? Because he wants them out of the way, because his people don't... What do you mean his own... Yeah, technically you're right, they're his own people. Uh, Because he wants them out of the way because of what happened in the freaking castle of Ganache. Yes, this tracks for halflings. They are very dubious. Yeah, and you got tricked by one, and you tried to murder people. What about starting a new life? What about... Working for the Admiralty. Why are you running around killing people for dwarves? Halflings, yes. Halfling mainly. But why? I will tell you a secret. As long as you take that cat away. I'm not going to have him kill you, but I am going to tell the police about you. The city watch. I'm telling the city watch about you. Do you know what happens? In DMNK these days. Not exactly. They do not think they are big enough. They are spreading further north. Into my lands. Places where gnomes, minotaurs, or where others live. And they are not nice. They have destroyed places that I have loved. They are gone now. I come here as part of a resistance. To learn, to get information, to make friends. I am sorry I lie about being part of Sweet No Marcana. It is cover. Yeah, but how do you feel now that you helped the halfling delegate try to kill off his own people to cover his own tracks? 
These halflings are very tricky. I do not appreciate it. But I still think that they were halfling spies working against Falua. People who work for halflings. Especially people like them. Who should know better. Katarina, you think your lands are the only th- any only play- place that's like thing. These people are fighting for their lives and their families and their homes, just like you are. All right, they're just do. They just think the best way to do it is work with the halflings. It's not that they're not your enemies. The halflings are your enemies. Then they should know that too. They didn't bomb you. The to death. enemies of an enemy are not friends. No, that's the other. Uh, that's the that's the wrong saying. It is a bad saying. It is not true. Just because they are not fighting you now does not mean they will. Ekaterina, I. You have made a mistake, and I'm very disappointed in you. If there's anything you want me to say outside to my friend, tell me right now, and I and we will take our leave. You should tell him we have all been tricked and not to trust these people. I believe I have done no wrong. You blew a man's legs off and he can't get new legs right now. This is war. The halflings have declared war on my people and on my lands. Am I not in my right? Not in Valua. This is my hometown. You would turn in a person who tries to take out halfling spies, who try to destroy this place, who, as you say, give weapons to the elves. That you, that if I recall, that you helped attack and kill when they take hostage. That's not the point, Ekaterina. I'm not, I am against the halflings, yes, but not the people who get it. Just don't be here when I get back. Go find somewhere else. Go find... Go be gullible somewhere else. And I... And I... Go outside and I'm like... You heard the spiel. Let's go. We've all been used here. Come on. Let's get you guys... Let's get you guys on a boat and out of here. He nods. Uh, you pick up Brutus. He's like, "Hey, what'd you find?" And he kind of like reads the room a few seconds later and drops it. Uh, I tell him we're getting you out of here, Brutus. Unless, what do you guys want to do? Homeland sounds good. Sithis. The Catlands. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds reasonable. They're they speak in a catfolk, and you kind of feel like Gaius fills them in briefly. So it won't take much convincing to just get out of here. It's not safe for them, and they realize that this was not a great look on them. Uh, so there's no way to get him a pair of legs? <laughs> That's a thing that would take time and effort. If you're sending them away, it's not going to happen here today. No. I'm not sending them away. I gave them a choice. I don't know. You you can convince them either way. They they really don't have much 
here to stay for right now. So unless you tell them otherwise, that makes sense to them. If you had... Are you guys saying if you had something to stay for, you'd rather be here? Yeah, guys, it's like, it's a good question. I thought I had a reason to be here. I could give you a reason, maybe. Nothing romantic. Know, your your guard job doesn't pay very well, according to you, apparently, and I'm not sure they'd take us anyhow. How about... How about, like, you... How about you leave tomorrow on the first flight, on the first ship out? Or we plan for that. We'll arrange everything for that. And you give me a second to talk to someone. Okay. That makes sense. Alright. So I go to the drop-off location and I'm just like, how the fuck am I going to contact Lawrence from here? This feels a little like, uh, like you're allowed to go back to Section 7 when mission over. It was only like when you were implanted in the cell that you needed to do this dead drop thing. The cell is now on shaky ground, so it feels like a thing that you can go do now. Okay, I'll go back. I go back to mission MI7. Section 7. Section. I, I go back to section 7 after covering my tracks very badly uh, with only a 19 on the dice. You do your best, but you're distracted. Stressed out. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I go in and I take a deep breath and I'm like, what the fuck do I do now? <laughs> and I look around and I'm like, is Lawrence around? Yeah, you see Lawrence in his cubicle. I and knock he... and go in. Well, there's a cubicle, there's no knocking. And I think he notices you come in. He's like, oh, what's happened now? Everything all right? Raymond decided to kill them off and... They are not dead, but Brutus doesn't have any legs anymore. Um, but said hi to Ray- uh, hi to Raymond, who's Mort again. Remember Mort? I hate that guy. You're saying Mort, which is his normal name. He's working down the line under alias Raymond. Under, uh, yeah, under Raymond as well as this dwarven name. Uh, he's gotten trickier. Yeah, he can shape. Not sh- I don't know if it's an altar self. I don't know if it's this guy's self. I hit him and it went down, so. That's unfortunate. That means he doesn't trust me too far anymore. Which, to be fair, he kind of like, you know, gestures at himself. Um, I might have to do something about that. One of the gnomes who came off the sweet gnome arcana and decided to stay here is the girl he hired to blow them up. I don't know if she... I didn't ask if she made the bomb. It was crazy. It created a black hole. I'm sure... Oh, we should get her working here, then. Well, she hates the gnomes enough, so if you wanted to... Halflings. She hates the halflings enough, so if you wanted to, we could do that. But what about Brutus and Gaius? He's kind of thinks on that and strokes it as a non-existent beard when a uh, like an intercom kind of goes off, and in that sort of like noble accent, you get a Enrique. Would you see me in my office? Fuck! What did I do now? And Lawrence kind of whispers like, 
oh yeah, you should probably know everything gets said, nothing gets said in this office, very secret. What do I do? Am I in trouble? He shrugs. Oh, I get up and I limp over, my wings burnt and like covered <laughs> in suit in like different places and I go in and I knock and I'm like, um, you wanted to see me, sir? He motions for you to sit down. He tidies up a few things, sets some stuff in filing cabinets, and then sits down, kind of looks at you severely, and he's kind of got that impressive, regal darkness about him. Very handsome and kind <laughs> of like scared. He's awesome in the sense of like biblical awesome. He's kind of terrifying but in a kind of good way. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe that's just the situation you find yourself in. And I did not have a crush on... (laughs) He's... So tell me. What it is about these cats? Just fighting for their homelands. They're not doing anything wrong. Someone told them that this is the only way they can make a difference in their lives. And they believed them and... Sending one of them home in peace, without his legs, literally. I don't know, you took me in. Did you think this would be easy? I'm not saying it it should be easy. I'm saying it's not fair. (laughs) I know how that sounds. I know I'm here because the world isn't fair. But... I do not think the fair is your problem. I think you feel like there has to be a good solution, a good answer. There is no good side. There is no evil side. There is only ours. And they are not on it. Okay. Consider this a first lesson. Alright. I'm just gonna go talk to someone and be on my way. He doesn't dismiss you yet. Oh. I said i Oh, I sit back down. And he kind of, you've noticed he's left kind of two files on the table here. I think I must apologize as well. You have gotten in over your head. These things you are dealing with, they are not things I would assign to somebody in their first year, much less their first month. And you have two of them. But I will not take them from you either. But you must choose one. I have in some information that may help us lead you to Anyawakak. If you would like to lead that chase down, I will assign it to you. The other option is that I do not like how Mortimer Kemnot is running in this city. I have some ideas on how to get rid of him. Send him back. Which one would you pick? You may think on it. He dismisses you. I go up and I'm like, uh, I go up to Chick Pete's little, I, I imagine him to have like a little cupboard. Kind of, yeah. Like a giant cupboard and like, you know, in, in, it's sort of like a shop front in a not shop front. Yeah, I imagine it a lot like, um, I mean, it's all indoors underground, but I imagine it very much like. Like one of the, like the the milk shop in India, like a counter. You ask them, they bring you stuff out, or you know, like that sort of pharmacy place. Except instead of like junk shop or pharmacy behind him, he's got like <laughs> the Matrix room with all the guns. Yeah, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And he's so, like, I, hey, 
You are looking... You're looking a little burned. Need fire resistance? Yes, maybe. But I, I need something else for now, and I need this to be on the down low. And it's not Ooh, for that's me. that's my favorite. It's not for me, it's for a friend, so I don't need it to be too fancy. I just need it to be functional. And money-wise, I'll get you, I don't know, I'll pay you back for it. I don't know how it works. Well, let's see what it is. I need two legs. About, from here down, cat folk guy, six foot, left and right. It's kind of like... Okay, okay. Uh... I have a few people we could probably get killed, get you some legs. I don't want to kill people. I want, like, artificial legs. Can you not make, like... <sighs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. That makes a little bit more sense. Thank you. <laughs> I need it well, tonight. Well, actually, probably less here, but, you know. Here? <laughs> he gestures. Oh, I like here. the spiring, and Yuri testing some, like... He's got a crossbow that fires like six bolts at the same time. <laughs> and, oh, okay. Yeah, no, that doesn't make sense here. But okay. I, I I thought I kind of bounced between which one I thought you meant. All right. How fast can you get me some legs? Well, crutches are easy. You could pull something together. Not crutches. I mean, yeah, crutches if we can't do anything better, but... See what I can do. All right. I need it by tonight. Or... Earliest by tomorrow morning. Ooh. I can get something for you. Alright. Uh, they'll come with crutches, because they'll be a little tough to use. I won't be able to get a size perfect. And they'll have to learn. So yeah, I give him as good a description. Do you want me to roll for a description on Brutus? No, it's fine. You you gave him height. You need legs. Um, And then I go back to Lawrence, and I'm like, By the way... Might have gone over the, what I should have done by, like, that much. <laughs> he nods. He's kind of says, we'll get a full debriefing from you soon. Don't worry. Uh, we'll get we'll get this out of you more systematically, see what we could do about it. And, uh, well, if you were in trouble for what you'd done, I think you'd be dead. This place don't let its secrets out very easily. Alright. And given that that was a relatively short conversation, I think he approves. A little secret around here. We're pretty used to sending out people totally alone to figure things out for themselves. You're doing alright. And honestly, you've got a once you're out on a mission by yourself like that, you've got a license to do whatever the hell you damn please. You mean, like a license to kill? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Is that what you want to call it? It's no, we, we're almost at the end. Let's call it when I give them the legs and go. Okay, then we can wrap up on that scene. All right. uh, then the next morning, you... I know the boat that they... Pete has given you a package. Uh, you've arranged a boat and kind of told them to meet you at the docks. Uh, they think it's probably best that they come quietly and stealth. As few people as possible as you choose to meet them there rather than you know, bring any attention in and out, even though you are incredibly sneaky. So you meet at the docks. And uh, 
you can see coming down the way Gaius like he looks like this hunchback with like a giant cloak and you're like that's gotta be him (laughs) Um, and you can hear poor Gaius like puffing and wheezing and panting (laughs) he has to stop and like for 20 seconds and he kind of sees you and gives a little wave but still has to catch his breath and comes a little bit on as soon as they both I help them both sit down on the boat as everyone's coming in and out and probably go under like you know on inside and underneath where they're gonna Mm -hmm. be for a couple of days and I'm like (sighs) the Brutus comes out from underneath the cloak he's like ugh you stink guys what do you sweat? Arsenic? <laughs> Sulfur? <laughs> and Guy's just like, ah, shut up, man. I I look at Brutus and I toss him a package and I'm like, try those on for size. You won't be good at them immediately, but... He pulls them out and looks at him. Right on. I'll figure them out. I tell him those are the best I could do with within a couple of hours. But I... I'm already pretty heavy in debt to pretty much everybody I ever met. So, thanks. I owe you. Yeah, well, at least you're not in debt to the casino guys anymore, right? Oh, no, I am. I am. Uh, I mean, you're leaving, so it's not like they're, they're going to follow you to Catlands to... Wouldn't be the first time. You're around for long. You're all right. You boys take care of yourselves now. Stay out of trouble. No promises. You're the one who's staying here. You gotta keep the cell alive. Or, you know, get out of this before it eats ya. I think I'm gonna do the ladder. Well, I'll be somewhere around Calcaria. You ever in the area of the Catlands? You look me up, you hear? Calcaria? I'll remember that. Both of you stay alive. How does that sound? No promises for guys. Uh, sleeping with him a whole trip over, I might kill him. Alright. Good luck, boys. Good luck, Harpy. Yeah. Now we call it? Now we call it. Alright. Thank you very much for listening. Hope you come back again. You can tweet uh, Bryce at D on Twitter. You can tweet me at FreeTVCosets. Like, comment, review on whatever podcast app you use. You know, stalk us. I don't know. Whatever you gotta do. Talk to us somehow. Let us know you're alive. <laughs> That's starting to feel desperate, so let's just close this. Good night! Good night! What's that? Where I roll two dice, um, but I only used like the points of the green one or something. What? I'll only take the like so it'll only be the one dice value, but I think I get higher when the dice bump into each other. Look, look, I'll prove to you. See, that was a thirteen, right? On the dice.